0: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life
1: lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Tully Louise. Welcome to another episode
0: of Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. And it's a cracking episode, if I don't say so myself. Firstly, how are you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is an I intro. Was, I was too excited. I want to get to the episode. And everyone
1: knows who it is be- because of the title. But um, yes, I am good. Definitely how are you? Good. I am good. I finally feel like I went to the doctor for the first time on Monday. Because if you listen to the podcast, you know I've been battling this freaking flu, cold flu, sinus problems for like four weeks. Um, So phylin antibiotics. So I'm starting to feel better. I still have slight headaches. It's got – I was going to say, is it gone? No, not 100%. Mm. And I still sound nasally, I feel like, through my nose. So I'm actually going to go to Chemist Warehouse after this and get um, that sinus – Oh, the saline spray. No, I've already got the nasal spray, but the one that you put up your nostril and it comes out the other way, like a neti pot. A neti pot. Yeah, kind of like that. I've had – numerous people shout out Victoria because I know you'll listen to this she told me to use it so your game because I actually I need to my, I don't I'm still think, nasally I don't think I could but other than that I'm good the sun is shining in Melbourne and it's yeah good And we've booked Bali. Yes. Oh, my God. So we actually held ourselves accountable and we booked Bali. And I'm so excited. We're going to do a Bali edit while we're there. Yes. So I used to live in Bali. That's Mm -hmm. where I started Talliloo. And I haven't been back since 2019. So obviously COVID. But apparently Bali has grown so much and there's so many areas – Restaurants, bars, places I've never been before. So I thought, why don't we do a Bali edit for the podcast? Can't wait. Oh, I
0: actually cannot I'm wait. I'm so
1: excited. Um, excited to rest, get massages, manicures, pedicures, get like hair masks at like the spas. Am I going to have a cocktail? I usually yeah. avoid ice. So I don't know. But maybe I will and just maybe risk maybe getting Bali belly. Who knows? Just get a glass of wine. No. Do you know wine in Bali is really, really expensive? <sighs> Anyway, so we're so excited. So we're going start of July. So expect a Bali edit.
0: Now can we go yes, into the episode? Go. Oh, my God. I really loved this episode. So...
1: Erin Deering came on the podcast today and she is one of the founders of Triangle. But funnily enough, we don't really talk much about Triangle. We made a conscious decision -hmm. decision beforehand. We said,
0: we don't want to talk about Triangle.
1: Yeah. And obviously, it's going to come up in some conversations. But the reason why we didn't want to talk too much on Triangle is because we've heard it all before. Mm -hmm. If you follow Erin, you know, you've heard her talk about her story. She's been on numerous podcasts, spoken about the growth of Triangle and all that kind of stuff. So we kind of wanted to go more personal and talk about her, her work, what she's doing now. And um it was a really great conversation it was like I was talking to you it
0: was like I was talking to a friend at a cafe and vulnerability oh my god I vulnerability. Stopped, yes thank you <laughs> vulnerability is the door to connection yeah, 100%.
1: So. I think we should just dive straight in it's an amazing podcast full of some really valuable information
0: and no doubt Ez is listening because she does listen to herself so <laughs> I know she, she'll be listening in her car to this thank you for jumping on you
1: were you were amazing
0: Erin, welcome to Curious Conversations. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. How, how long have <laughs> we been asking you to come on this podcast? <laughs> I reckon it's
2: been years.
0: It's yeah. been years.
1: Truly. It yes. really has. So we, I remember messaging you like about a year ago. And now, look,
2: you've I know. evolved
1: so much since then to now. So I'm excited to dive deep I into know.
2: that. Yeah. I know. It, I know. I know. That's probably why I waited yeah. to do anything for yeah. so long. Yeah.
1: We want to talk, firstly, like I feel like everyone knows about the Triangle story mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yep. we don't really want to dive too much into that. There'll be elements yep. of the conversation where we will. But you often talk about the work. Yes. And Sarah and I are very spiritual. I feel like yep. we have done the work for a very long time. Yes. What does the work mean to you?
2: Yeah, look, when I first sort of, you know, when I was at Triangle, I was doing no self-development work mm-hmm. at all. And then, you know, at the peak of the success, I was really mentally like, struggling, Mm -hmm. hating myself, hating life, not enjoying all the good fortune Mm. that was coming my way, having a lot of imposter syndrome, all of those things, but didn't know where to attach it. Mm -hmm. So I blamed the business a lot and I blamed Craig, my business and romantic partner at the time, um, for everything. And then, you know, it was like, I'm miserable because of all these things around me. Exited Triangle, Craig and I separated, and I was still, I actually felt worse than ever. Oh, wow. And so that prompted me to eventually kind of be like, oh, I think it's me that's the problem here. I Uh think it's me that needs to go and do self-development work because nothing else externally is actually affecting how I feel. Yeah. So that just started everything for me. I, you know, moved back to Australia. I started, I threw myself into spiritual work. It just felt like the most natural thing to do because it was, the process that, you know, I g- gave myself to that process more. Like when mm-hmm. you do therapy and I did a psycho, I saw a psychologist and I saw a therapist and you just talk as like an even playing field and you don't – I just didn't find that I was getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like I'd walk out of there, just felt like all my problems had been highlighted to the surface and then just sitting there. Whereas when you're in the spiritual kind of, you know, modalities and healing modalities in that way, you give yourself in that way to like a higher power, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of like – I'm just going to say everything and just see where that lands and and listen to what I'm being told. I was just so vulnerable and broken and I needed to just like share to people who were going to help me in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing a lot of that spiritual work and really found that kind of making me feel better. And then in that, you know, and and it was sort of I had a lot of toxic patterns and behaviours that we all have that I'd carried into Triangle and then through, you know, a lot of my 20s and 30s. And it was, like, indirectly dealing with those things. It was kind of like you'd get through a little hurdle of, you know, like disordered eating and you deal with that and find out why that was showing up or more so why that was still showing up. Mm -hmm. I wasn't as interested in why things came into my life because I never had specific trauma that caused things. Mm -hmm. So for me it was more just like how do I stop that from continuing to be a pattern in my life? So it was more breaking those patterns and replacing them with other things mm-hmm. or just going through the, the long process of really identifying these things don't serve me and then mm-hmm. sitting with that and then finding my way with a lot of external help to, to like, not have them be such a problem.
1: Yeah. You these
0: toxic behaviours yes. you talk about, yes. did they come back? all come back to one for limiting belief.
2: Yeah, like really it's just self-worth, you know, and the, you know, external referencing of Mm. everything, just constantly looking outside for... Validation. Everything, yeah, Yeah. for feeling good, for feeling like I'm okay as a person and this is, you know, it was just constant external validation. And so that was how all those toxic behaviours presented Mm. because it was like the fear of rejection and then Mm -hmm. the fear of, you know, or not the fear but like the comparison and everyone's like got a better life than me, just all those things. So it was just that real one limiting belief of of self-worth.
0: So in saying that, going back to (laughs) triangle days, yes. you saying that, it, like, it wasn't enough, it wasn't enough. Yeah. you saying you weren't enough. Exactly. Yeah.
2: It was like this just ha- – and the thing is because Craig and I were both very strongly, you know, rooted in our beliefs that we didn't want to be the face of that brand either. Yeah. And so we were very much – and we knew Triangle was very much very fortunate timing with our acceleration of our growth. Mm-hmm. So we were aware of that. And so whilst we were saying that kind of like, oh, this is just happening to us – I was also going, this is happening to me because I'm not worthy of this anyway. Like, this just yeah. happened. Like, I didn't do anything to get You didn't think this you deserved position. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And what, it made it, yeah. What were some of the key spiritual yeah. services or yes.
2: treatments that you did? Mainly kinesiology okay. because I found that kind of like having a therapist who's spiritual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the most, if, if I just think it's the most pragmatic way to deal with with your problems in a spiritual way mm-hmm. like it's like reiki was beautiful and i did that alongside it but that's very i just did it on wednesday and it's a very ethereal experience mm. of like you lie there and you kind of like in the start when i do that i'd come out going
1: oh, yeah
2: that yeah whereas kinesiology is you sit and you talk and i just found that i would go in there not knowing what was going to come up and then i would sit with janelle who's my kinesiologist And whatever was going to come up would end up being what I spoke about in the first five minutes. Mm. And I wouldn't even know what that was going to be. It's just like I knew I had to go in and be so vulnerable, so honest, so open because otherwise you're never going to get results if you Mm. don't go in and say the worst stuff that you feel about yourself. you got to go in and say like, I'm a really bad person or I feel like a really bad person to then deal with it about different things. It was always different. Sometimes it was my relationship with my partner. Sometimes a lot of it was like being a mother. Yeah. And the resentment that I felt towards my children, which was like I just did not even want to be around them Mm. for like years. Yeah. And I just like I could have probably healed from that quicker if I'd really acknowledged that. Mm -hmm. And I was just so, so shameful about that I had that detachment from them for so long that I didn't want to deal with it. Yep. And I found that as soon as I actually said it out loud and then we started to work on it, then I was like, I got to a place where I go, oh, okay, I actually like them now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you use the word shame because yeah. I've been listening to a bit of Brene Brown Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. talking about the difference between guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. And shame is, um, say, in your instance, yeah. thinking you're a bad person because you're having yes. those thoughts, whereas yes. guilt is feeling guilty because you're having those thoughts, not yes. as, ah, yeah. as a person. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And so it's like decipher, deciphering between yeah. those two. You, like, yeah, you're not a bad person because you have those mm. thoughts. Yeah, you're just feeling guilty. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And because guilt's a normal feeling, it's like. I have, you know, mum guilt or working to whatever guilt. But there's no shame with that because yeah. I'm not blaming myself for feeling that way. Mm. I use the guilt as a as a compass to kind of go, okay, well, if I'm feeling this way, is that because something's out of balance? Yeah. And it usually is. That's why you're kind of feeling that. Or you just got to navigate through it and go, I do feel guilty that I did that. But also I know that it's because of X, Y, Z. Whereas shame is like I feel guilty about that because I'm fucking useless and yeah. I'm terrible yeah. and I can never sort my shit out or whatever it is. And there's such a small little difference which is like rooted back in that feeling of self-belief and self-worth because mm-hmm. you don't believe that you're good. So every decision that's negative or every thought that's negative, you attach it to who you are yeah. rather than what's actually just happening.
0: Yeah. So how do you each day, because yes. consistency is key, Yeah. Yeah. build up your self-worth and self-value within yourself?
2: Yeah, I. you know, it's a lot. Like for me – I exercise regularly. That's like the first thing that I do for myself yep. mm. that's good for me. And I do that pretty much every day, move my body or go and have that alone time to do something good. Mm-hmm. And I do the I do the spirituality practices regularly as well, like once a month or once every six weeks or whatever it is. And I also just, I really, through that whole process of really trying to work out what it was that I liked doing or that made me feel good, I really refined the things that give me joy in my life like small things too you know like I really I used to always hide behind how much I loved getting dressed every day mm-hmm. and I would think that was silly and I would be like well I'm I'm a businesswoman like I'm this person or I'm a or whatever it is so I can't that's a silly thing I need to park that and not own that and then through realizing how much joy that brought me mm-hmm. and then I remember once it was actually Janelle said it once to me she was like don't hide away from the joy it brings you because you are then spreading that joy to everybody else. Yeah, And it's a simple like, you know, just like change in my mind of going, the things that bring me joy, like real joy, will sh- like will spread joy to yeah. others. And it's small things. It's like a high vibe high, thing. Yeah, Re- a, exactly. a high vibe yes. yeah. yeah, Yeah. You know, and once I got into that and really found what it was that brought me joy, small mm. things like you know and and honoring your morning
1: coffee I've been yes. watching your journey overseas <laughs> yes. your morning coffee <laughs> oh. that's one
2: it's a—it's ter- called savoring it's yeah. like that term and it's like the small little things that yeah. you love like I get home from a, a workout and we've got a really long hallway mm-hmm. and all my kids are usually at the end of that hallway and Bobby stands there when you come home come home, and he goes hey oh, so and, and he like you. runs at you and like that's it's like you savor that and yeah I put everything down and I go up the hallway and I sit on the ground and I hug him and That's a moment that brings me such joy and I just make sure I do those little things all day long, all day, every day, and I just shut out everything else to do those small things and I savour them. And that's how you build that repetition of feeling joyful and then that brings that optimism and positivity in your day every day and something to fall back on on the days when you're struggling as well, you know. So
1: back when you were kind of, let's go back few years ago you weren't adding those joy things into your life or you didn't recognize what they were
2: I didn't recognize what they were and I attached them to negative Negative, like yeah yeah, yeah. even like getting dressed was like so Mm, self-absorbed so self-centered why am I putting my out why am I taking time to get dressed when I have children that need me anyway Mm -hmm. like the shame around that yeah exercise it was that too it was like, why go and do that? This is when at Triangle it was like, I should be working on a business right now or I should be with my, mm. we had Oscar then, with Oscar. Like, I should be doing anything else other than this. It was just that constant pattern, Yeah, you know, like don't, don't do anything for yourself because that's selfish and selfish is like the root of all evil mm. when it's actually, and I always used to believe back like even early in my 20s how important it was to be selfish I used to wear that like a badge of honor yeah really like from a young age I thought that was I thought being selfish was good because why not put yourself first yeah and then that kind of got conditioned out of me yeah because it was like selfish is awful selfless is great like let's be selfless and it's like why does anyone want to be selfless because by definition Mm. it's like less of yourself yeah Mm. we want to be our whole self Mm -hmm. so selfish has this really like very negative conversation. Yeah, it is. I
1: feel like what you're saying, a lot of our mums uh, – not about of mums – a lot of our friends that are mums yep. have these same conversations. Mm-hmm. Like they feel the yes. shame around working out and yes. going to work and yeah. doing all those things. Not putting yeah. themselves first. Yeah. yeah. And I like, know yeah. a lot. some of your followers will often say to you about how you've got a nanny and stuff yes. like that. I'm like, kudos, have a nanny. Do yeah. those things. Yeah, we have three. <laughs> yeah. I'm like all for that. It's like, you know, you're on a, a rotational business. basis yeah. <laughs> because
2: – a lot with yeah. four kids.
1: It's hard though. How do you, if you get yeah. comments like that from external people, yes. sometimes it's very hard to take it on. Yes. Personally, I find it hard mm. to take it on. I get angry yes. initially and then yes. I'm like, why am yeah. I getting angry? Yes. How do you deal with that?
2: Yeah, I was the same. Even only until a few months ago, it would really trigger me and I yeah. would get angry. But the more I've become very front facing with it yeah. and I lead with all these things, mm-hmm. Because I feel like I should be someone to stand up and say, these are the things that I do for myself and really own, own that. It. Yeah. And be like an advocate for being selfish mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, and you'll get it wrong sometimes. You'll be selfish to the detriment of other people and you'll be like, oh shit, I got that wrong. That was too far, mm-hmm. you know? But
0: do you think, why do the people that expect you to put them first expect you to put them first? Yeah. That's yeah. what I don't get. Exactly.
1: Well, the expectations others put yes. on you yeah. and then is it going to what Sarah's got this problem with people pleasing and then you're like people pleasing <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah.
2: oh yeah 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 I I, I was always a people pleaser yeah. Like, yeah. truly and the thing is it's just a lack of boundaries when yes. you're a people yes. pleaser I've gone so far in my thinking on that that if anyone does anything like super overly nice to me I'm like you don't have boundaries Yeah, like don't be a people pleaser. you don't need to do this for me Yeah, you know the people when you say something and they're like okay blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and you're like set some boundaries for yourself mm. I'll drive 20 know? kilometers away and yeah. go pick that up for you and then drive back. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, I've had to be so consistently strong in my boundaries with mm-hmm. that. Like, no, I don't want to go to that. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. No, I'm not going to come with you to do this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I probably offended and upset a lot of people along the way that wouldn't have the boundaries. Yeah. But I also know that I have to do it to raise this, like, bar for everyone else to also do that within their own lives because no one is going to put you first other than yourself. Yeah. Yes. No one. Like, truly. And no one should. And yeah. if someone is, then that's not right. You do, know. Yeah.
1: You just spoke about how you've been putting yourself more forward in front of social media and stuff like that and talking yes. about that stuff. Yeah. What was the catalyst behind doing that? Like I would say yeah. you're a public figure now. Yeah. Um, what? Why now? Like, what's the mission? What's the mission? Yeah.
2: I, I, you know, it was it, like it, everything. It's kind of just like I just feel like it's something that I have to do mm-hmm. because I have to share. I have this, I know my narrative of what I, the way I view the world is a little bit different to what's out there at the moment, mm-hmm. you know. And, what do you mean by that? I, I, everyone is very disempowered at the mm-hmm. moment. And there's a lot of external referencing and a lot of victim mentality, and a lot of people that, and it's not even done in an intentional mm-hmm. way. It's done in this way of everyone just doesn't know how to self reference, how to put themselves first. These are, I mean, they're all the same. It's all in the same family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more I do this from a space of integrity, and it started out as a business thing, like mm-hmm. everyone wanted to talk to the Triangle founder yeah. and. I love it. So more the, like a mentoring speaker. I, and thing. I yeah. love talking about business. Yeah. Like I love it. I love it. But it does always come back to this sort of link between business and personal and, yeah, anyway. And yeah, yeah. doing oh, yeah, that true. self-development work because it lends to especially founders and entrepreneurs mm. and people that have startups. And having a business and having a life is one and the same when you start. Yeah. And so if you don't do any self-development work, then you're going to run into problems mm-hmm. because. You just you just need to do it. Like mm-hmm. you can't and a lot of people pick one or the other. They're like, I'm gonna totally do all this self-development work and I'm gonna just like work on myself and then and then people are like, I'm gonna run a million miles an hour at having a business and mm-hmm. I'm gonna absolutely destroy myself and burn myself out and hustle 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 it's like people need to do both and like find a balance Mm -hmm. and then balance is that overarching thing with everything that we need to do yeah
1: so listening to that like a Mm. lot of things that sarah and i our goals this year especially with like you know our work and our social media and stuff like that we want to give people value so are you saying you're trying you were a lot of people, a lot of influencers, public figures, yes. whatever,
2: are lacking value. Look, I think so. Uh, you know, I don't. I think it's just happened that way. Yeah. There's a lot of there's there's a lack of integrity in every industry. Mm-hmm. There's people that are going to not have integrity. There's people yep. that aren't going to do things with the right intentions. Just in the social media landscape, it's like very in our face. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're seeing all these people that have these big platforms, and we're like, why? And mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And what is your purpose? And the thing is. I've come in that way of going, I don't. that's okay. You know what? Some people are just that and they sit on the platform for this and good for them and well yeah. done. But I'm like, I know that if I'm going to sit on this platform and talk the way I talk, it has to have this intention. Yeah. It has to come from this place because people need it. You mm-hmm. know, people, like we don't want to be disempowered anymore. It's not a good feeling to sit and feel helpless about your own life. Mm-hmm. There are things that people can do to feel a little bit better and then a little bit better and a little bit better. And this all started from... When I came back from exiting Triangle and I was so desperate to hang on to my identity of Triangle yeah. because I didn't know what else I was going to be without that. And so I came back and I tried to hold on to that ego and I was like just trying to be someone I'm not because I didn't know who I was. And then when I found that I would get vulnerable and share just a tiny snippet of, of being, you know, miserable or being scared or, or whatever like whatever vulnerability people were like wow, and zeroed in on that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, there's something in this.
0: Vulnerability is the door to connection. It is. It is.
2: And it was so simple to kind of go, and then I've spent four years refining that Mm -hmm. and getting to a place where, sure, I'm super confident and I'm on an amazing trajectory at the moment. I don't know if that's forever though. We know Mm -hmm. that in healing and growth it's not a linear line up. It's like it's going to have ups and downs. But i built such a strong foundation that I know, I'll, I know or I have faith that I will never go back to where I was. Mm-hmm. And I know now that it's my duty then to share that because I can get my foot in the door being, you know, triangle and I can get my foot in the door because I'm wearing great outfits and everyone wants to know mm-hmm. what I'm wearing and they follow me for my fashion. So I'm going to use that to then actually talk about what I'm really passionate about, which is making people feel better and yeah. less alone. And be honest with that because so many people are just, just wasting their lives on this app and on this and and that's fine we just got to use it for a little bit more good like a yeah. little bit
0: more positivity why do people hold back from being vulnerable do you, do you think
2: for for fear of rejection fear mm-hmm. of judgment mm-hmm fear of letting go of this identity that they probably built around their ego mm-hmm. you know and and there's a lot at stake for a lot of people you know it's like it's confronting yeah
1: especially now like we all know that social media if you're opinionative <laughs> at all you can yeah. get cancelled like in a second yeah so it's yeah. fucking scary so I can it's see scary. that scary yeah it's
2: scary and that's why I've been so mindful in what I'm setting up and building to not do any partnerships and mm. limit limit my sort of potential to get cancelled because I'm like well how could you can like I'm going to cancel myself first plus I don't do anything with anyone there's no mm, there's yeah. no one that's going to cancel me because I don't have a partnership with anyone I don't yeah. do this I don't do that it's to give myself this totally neutral base to come off and I also talk you know I have opinions and But I know that I'm going to get them wrong as well Mm -hmm. and I think I want to encourage people to have opinions and to get it wrong because I find that when I fuck up and I say something wrong or I have a totally different view to what most people have, I'm going to learn the most in that moment. Mm. But if I don't say that thing and get it wrong, then – I'm not going to learn anything. And then mm. I'll just like cruise through life with all these crazy beliefs that actually probably need to be questioned, which is what a lot of people are doing for fear of being wrong. It's yeah. like there's nothing wrong, in, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. It's actually the best way to learn.
1: Yeah, you're brave because I think a lot of people sharing their opinions could get, ca- well, would yes. get cancelled. Yes, yeah. Like I don't think it's just through partnerships. I think yeah, being true. opinionated yeah, yeah, yeah. is probably yes. the number it's, one. It's very pol- polarised. Yeah,
2: it is. It is. And you got to do it. I find that, you know, I'm mindful about what I say yeah. because it's just out of respect yeah. and out of my own understanding where what people can probably take on as well, yeah. mm-hmm. and knowing that people are always out, people are out to to disagree with you at the moment. All the society is in this very. So I'm like, instead of addressing mm-hmm. that problem directly. Yeah. I'd rather talk about the, your like, experience
1: or positive things oh, that yeah. people
2: can do to find a little bit of empowerment to not be so aggressive mm-hmm. online or so angry at every single thing that mm. someone says.
1: Yeah. True. True.
0: The first step for someone wanting to reflect on their own life yeah. without going to get help from an external yeah. source. What do you suggest?
2: It varies, this is the thing, because it does, there's not one hard and fast rule. Mm, yeah. You know, some people find I'm very much spoken voice. So mm. me going and talking to people was how I got it out. It's yeah. like you've got to get it out in some way mm-hmm. to either someone or something and whether it's talking or writing it down mm-hmm. or you know, starting to do one thing that makes you feel good, those little moments of joy and savouring those moments as well.
0: A little list. Telling and yeah. I have a list of yeah. joyful moments. things, yeah. And then when you're feeling <clears> like <throat> shit, you go back to your notes and you find like, my God, I haven't been doing this, this, yes. this. this. Yeah. Our, they're called our energy yeah. givers. Yeah. Yep.
2: And the thing is a lot of people's joyful moments are actually very toxic. Like people are like, Drinking, going, having mm. a drink, oh, yeah. or like you know, right, I mean, house are not toxic. Going and eat, yeah, going <laughs> are and like coffee. going for a swim. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of people wouldn't even know how to discern yeah, yeah. a joyful, fulfilling, good moment to actually more of a toxic. Mm. You know, like people be like, oh, I go and like a little burger and fries if I'm feeling like shit, or I'll mm. go and lie on the couch and watch Netflix, which is also that's fine. That could be that's a fine line between the two of where yeah. it is. But it's also knowing that yeah. and going, oh shit, when I feel stressed or sad or overwhelmed I'll go and meet a friend for like you know a bottle of wine mm. and it's like that's toxic you mm-hmm. know and society says it's fine but it's not fine yeah mm. and especially so, if you're feeling shit I know yeah. I know and that was a rule I've had for years where I don't drink if I'm stressed I don't drink yeah. I, and now I barely <laughs> drink anyway because it's nothing I ever sought to achieve but it just happened through a process of of feeling better and doing all that self-development mm-hmm. work because you start to value so much how you feel mm-hmm. yeah you know and you're like I don't want to do anything to disrupt that you know I'm getting married next month and I'm like am I gonna I don't know I have no idea I'm like open to it I'm like yeah. I'm at a big night and I'm like I doubt it because yeah. I just know my next day will feel better yeah. and I'm so invested in how I feel now
1: my pick of the week this week, Tully-Louise. Hemis Warehouse picks of the week. We love this time of the week. What have we got this week? Well,
0: it's not very often I get dressed up, mm-hmm. but when I do, I get my makeup done and the first thing everyone comments about is my, are my
1: eyelashes. Your lashes last week looked fire. Thank they you. They slapped. <laughs> my I Gen don't, Z. I don't know. <laughs> I was like,
0: do I know that? I actually heard a, a rap song today and it said that, Stuff. Sneaky link. Sneaky link. Anyway, let's go back to the lashes. Um, And so I, I asked my makeup artist, what have you got on? Because it wasn't like the usual ones where I have to pull my eyelashes yeah. out and it's really painful at the end of the night. She, she said they're Glam Pro Magnetic Lashes by Manicure. I said, oh, my God. She goes, they're so easy to apply. You put on an eyeliner, eyeliner. and then you just put it on and it's an invisible magnet. I was like. Genius. And I'm, I'm going pretty to do sure that. you can
1: reuse them again. And they're available so easily at Chemist Warehouse. And we love the pick of the week. Thank you. Yes. Isn't okay. that funny? We talk about this all the time on the podcast. There's this, like, it's a word phase at the moment where. It's about being sober. Yeah. Mm. And we've kind of found found ourselves cut back because I'm like, I want to be a kick-ass business owner. I want to be a good human. I want to be good to myself. So I'm like, alcohol does not help. No. Anxious wreck the next day. Yeah. I think it's about making yourself a better person in all aspects of your life. Yeah. I think subconsciously
0: you reference like someone going to eat junk junk food on the couch.
1: You know that that's
0: not valuable to your life. Fulfill you for, like, yeah. five so seconds. You're, yeah. you're showing yourself the value that yeah. what you're putting into your body. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the
2: thing is that's a fine line. That's been a fine line for me too because, you know, I had the disordered eating. So me understanding that I want to eat clean mm-hmm. and lean because it makes me feel good mm-hmm. versus the aesthetic side of it, I've had to manage and I will c- always have to manage for the rest of my life because I've just got that part of my brain that can, okay. like, you know, click Mm -hmm. into that and go, well, I'm going to eat lean and clean because it makes me feel good. Also part of me going, yeah, but you're going to look better. And so I've got to manage that ongoing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something that only an individual can manage within themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's I think the thing that I'm trying to teach is not these specific details around how to handle that, you know, that particular thing but how to do that self-development work to empower yourself to know how to make those decisions for yourself Yeah, to have that body autonomy and to go, I know, you know, for me, it's like sometimes I will, like I love French fries and I love those foods Mm -hmm. and I will let myself eat those things whenever, but I'll always have that internal dialogue. You know, I talk to myself all day long going, "Do what if I just had, no, you know what, I do feel like a burger or like, oh, you know, I actually think I'm going to have a soup or I'm going to have this, that is a really ongoing dialogue for me just Mm -hmm. because that's a personal thing for Mm -hmm. me that I have to manage. And I've gotten to a good place with it because I've done all this self-development work and I've indirectly dealt with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't go out going, I need to heal from this disordered eating mentality. I've gone out to just feel better and know that there's a, you know, you find those people. I found that there were people in my life around me that had this inner calmness about them and they were like my benchmark people. Mm -hmm. You know, people Mm -hmm. that just weren't running around with that like, you know, you could see it. they were slow. Yeah, Yeah. they would just move move through Mm -hmm. life with, like, (laughs) ease. Yeah. And I was like, that's the goal. Yeah. And for me, I never thought I would get to that because I've always been someone that's felt anxious, stressed, overwhelmed at the drop of a hat, Mm -hmm. like, waiting for that one thing to just flip it. And so to get to that through all this self-development work, and I'm still working on it, like, I can still, you know, I've got four children, so it's like there's a lot to, like, (laughs) test me. Yeah. But to go to move through life slower has been my greatest goal.
0: Tully asked me this question recently, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to ask
1: you. Yeah, what did I ask? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: nervous <That> <laughs> uh, because I, I've
0: been in therapy for six months now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tully goes, "When's it going to end?" And my response very quickly was, "The work's never going to
2: end." Yeah. Yes. When, is that your a hundred percent? If anyone ever acts like they've arrived at being healed, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. And I, anyone, I that, anyone that comes from that place has a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And I did probably go through that for a while, like maybe even a year or two ago when I was so not there. I was so preachy. Mm-hmm. I was like, spiritual this. It was so annoying. My whole family, everyone around me would have been like, fuck up. But now it's like I'm – it's just an ongoing journey, yeah. and and you you get to a level where you think this is great and this could be it, and then you realize there's this whole other level of healing mm-hmm. to get to, and that just continues, keeps like, unlocking. I still see people that I look up to in 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 just seeming like amazingly calm, clear people, and I'm still like I want I'm aspiring to that. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly aspiring. I mean. It's like a blessing and a curse to be this so ambitious. I always have been, because I apply that ambition to healing as well. I'm like, I can get better. Yeah. Mm. I, can get better. <laughs> I can stop that or I can work on that. Yeah. It's constant. Yeah. And it's thrilling as well because it's like what a fun thing to work on. It's like the betterment of yourself. Like what a fun
0: project. Wait, yeah. you Do know? you have a, like a time frame where you reflect back? It's for me, it's the end of each month. I'm like, oh my God. How much have I grown Mm. in a month?
2: I didn't know this,
0: that, that. It's like, wow. Yeah.
2: I think mine is how I react to old trigger moments Mm. and I reflect on those. Sometimes it's like I'll scream at my child and be like, damn it, yeah, got to work on that. But sometimes I'll sit in those moments and go, wow, I have handled this in such a different way and I'm almost like shocked at how it just naturally happened, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Someone will disagree with me. And instead of being like, well, that's a fucking problem. I'm like, I can see that, you know? And and I'll just, I'm like shocked at myself. Yeah. Because I never sought out to do that. I never sought out to be that person. Mm. And it just, it happens when you do this work on yourself. It just it just happens. Over time, yeah. it's not overnight, yeah. it's just like four years of <clears throat> very consistent work that's continuing to be consistent work mm-hmm. but it is a beautiful feeling when you kind of realise that you just are not that person anymore yeah. and you've evolved like really strongly. Consistency
0: know? in your daily habits. Huh? Yeah. That's what it all comes down to. It's, it's always, so cliche. Yeah. All
2: of this stuff is so cliche and that's why I – I'm always trying to find different ways to say it because it's the same shit, but it's yeah. because it works. Yeah. How so, did you
1: feel uh, – because this is something I was talking about yesterday to someone. Yeah. You've just been away overseas. Yeah. Did that throw you out at all?
2: Uh, it threw me out in terms of when I got back, I just really couldn't handle being around my kids. Yeah. Like, in, not in a in – a, like, a love being yeah. around them, but I was very impatient. Yeah. Because I'd gone from this two weeks of – By yourself. Oh, like, like yeah. this to kind of suddenly I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was an adjustment, and Mm -hmm. I just was very impatient, and I just gave myself that I would just say to my kids, "I'm really snappy at the moment. I'm sorry. I'm just getting used to coming back home, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. The kids are so good like that. They're so aware. As long as you're honest with them, they're like, whatever. And Mm -hmm. then it's
1: implementing the tools that you know from the healing. Yeah, but I
2: was really good. I, you know, probably I didn't. Yeah, and there was no toxic. Feeling, yes, you know I probably didn't eat enough in a few cases because I was so busy walking Mm -hmm. around the street but then I would go and have like a really big dinner Mm -hmm. and I just did whatever I wanted to do yeah so it was a really really great it was like I felt very I mean I went to New York mainly and that city is just like the greatest city in the world Mm -hmm. it just I feel like whatever you're feeling the city just magnifies it. So if you go to the <laughs> so city, true. And we know that, and you're in a <laughs> Anxiety, really shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like it, it just fuels so it. So that, for me, yeah. I was like, I like cried every day out of like sheer gratitude for yeah. the gifts of this. But it was because I was probably feeling that about myself. Yeah, mm. and so I was just like, fuck, I'm happy. You know, I'm so grateful for my beautiful family at home and to the fact that I honoured myself enough to come away on my own. And it was just gratitude. It was gratitude yeah. every single day. And I think that's why when I was sharing so much, everyone at home was just like, I'm here with you. Yeah. Because they were feeling that gratitude that I had. It was like coming out of me. And the city just held me in that way. I mean, it was like a really, like it's a gritty, it's so ugly true city. It's about New York, isn't it? Yeah. But. It's just got that. It just, it just it's inspiring.
1: how you feel. Yeah, it, does. Yeah. it actually does. We've yeah. been in a terrorist attack in New York before. So, <laughs> oh, God. Just so we've got attack? like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> we've got that feeling yes. of like fucking anxiety. But it's yeah, also yeah, we've yeah. had meetings at like Vogue where we met like Anna yes. Wintour and stuff like yes. that. So it's like we've got the feeling of that and then mm. feeling of, and it's so and true. And that's New York.
2: It's like all the, the emotions, yeah. you know. Like you see people just like having massive arguments. I mean, I was walking down the street. I had my big headphones on every day, and I would just be talking to people top of my voice, like to people on. You know, like, yeah. You would never do that here, but there, no one cares. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's miracle. and you isn't get to
2: it? be you get to be a magnified version of yourself. Yeah. I feel like I've come back, and I'm more confident and more assured in myself than ever because yeah. New York really let me do that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying. I mean, but here you can't really. I was going to
0: say, please hold on to that feeling because yeah. it's kind of like. You come back to Melbourne and say if you did walk down the streets like that, you'll be more concerned of what other people people are thinking. Rather than just walking to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's the whole Australian mentality. It is. It is. It's the
2: tall poppy thing. It's like shh. You know, I'm always yeah. being told to be quiet in Melbourne. Whereas mm. in New York, it's like n- everyone talks yeah. like that. It's everyone so is loud.
0: True. They celebrate the person for who they yeah. are. They do, yeah, yeah. so R- true. Rather than trying to put them in a box. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What if someone said to you now, Erin, yeah.
2: what's your occupation? Yeah. What would I you actually, say? I don't even know. I got <laughs> asked that last night, and yeah. I was like, um, uh, I don't, I
1: don't yeah. know
2: <gasps> everything. I feel like I'm. You know, I have a podcast. I've just written a book, mm-hmm. so I'm technically an author. I mentor, so I'm a mentor. I, it's just, I just, I, I'm like unlabeled, mm-hmm. you know, at the moment, and I'm really enjoying that. Yep. Because I'm, it's evolving with me a lot at the moment in terms of what I'm doing, and as long as I can keep inspiring people and making people feel more connected, less alone, mm-hmm. give someone a laugh on a day they needed it, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's it. It doesn't need a title. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find it harder if people ask because I'm like, just stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I tend to kind of say, I you know, I had a business, I sold it, and now I help other people. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. sort of what I kind of say in a nutshell, yeah. you know. But there's no word for it yet. I don't really know. Yeah. I'll make up my own word or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> something will come. <laughs> something yeah. will come.
2: Yeah. It'll land. I want yeah. to speak
0: about this week's episode on your podcast. Oh, yeah. Influencers. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one myself, <laughs> yeah. but Tully is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I think one statement was yeah. people want the death of the influencer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What so, do you mean? Well, I'm actually doing – I kind
1: of Can I just jump in for a second? <laughs> I kind of find this offensive <laughs> and it's probably my issue only because yeah. the reason why I'm an influencer yeah. is because I started a business first. Yes. So I'm a business owner. I'm yes. the same. I don't know how to label myself. Yes. I'm a business owner. Yes. yes. I'm also an influencer but the reason yep. why I became an influencer is because of the business because I was giving out yes. business advice. I was being yes. vulnerable talking about, How was anorexic? That was the catalyst of starting the brand. Yeah. So for me, the death of the influencer, I find that offensive. Yeah. I also think, in a way, you're an influencer, but you don't make money from
2: it. Yes. Yeah. Look, the term, like, I think that the term, Influ- like yeah. if you're, it's like that's a term, if we're taking it off social media, yeah. it's yep. anyone that's influential. Like Sarah, yeah. you're,
1: you influence me all the time. Great. Yes, Good and I know. feel
2: like it's one of those terms that you almost can't self-apply, mm. you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you can't say I'm an influencer yet in the social media space everyone says it. Mm. I'm yep. an influencer and it's like, all right. Yeah, And I get I'm fine with that as well because I'm also then in the mind of going, you should own what you, if you are influential, you probably can own it. Why not? I'm sure in Mm. the States, they're more like open about that. Like I'm influential. I've done this. I've done that. Yeah, It's just here. It's a bit different. So there's that terminology. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, our business was born off influencers whilst we kept a very private, you know, and I still like to be that way, even though I'm front facing, I'm trying mm-hmm. to navigate doing it in a private way, which is just like becoming more and more yeah. <laughs> impossible. I'm just like, want to talk all day about what I'm doing. Um, and so I feel like it's, it's not, you know, it's definitely the influencer. Yes, it's catchy. And I think mm-hmm. what people want to see is more integrity, more vulnerability. This is like a blanket turbo, because there are people already doing it, right? Yeah. Like, The space already has people like yourself that are sharing in a vulnerable Mm -hmm. way, that have built their brand through being Mm -hmm. vulnerable. And then so it's just, you know, it's just having integrity, whatever that is. I just, in every single industry, there are people that will do it without integrity, like I said at the start. And so social media just seems to highlight the people that don't have integrity in the space a little Mm -hmm. bit because we're just looking at that. Like when we say influencer, we put everyone in the group Mm -hmm. and that's the girl that actually is just doing it to get free shit versus the girl who is doing it with a really strong purpose and passion Mm -hmm. and agenda that's really purposeful and Mm -hmm. strong. And so it's almost like until we all navigate that difference and find our feet with Mm -hmm. that, then it's, it's like kind of still like a it is still a bit like a dirty word yeah. in a way you know it right? is a little bit like and I don't like saying I'm an influencer yeah, I like yes. rather just
1: saying like content creator or like business owner yes because yeah. I feel like a lot of business owners are influencers in a way like you're influencing people yeah um, so from hearing that you're kind of more saying like what was saying at the start it's yeah. like those influencers let's just say girls who have but got a lot of followers from showing their ass and tears. Yeah, and they don't give value. Yes. And you're more saying death of that
2: influencer. No, I'm saying more like the way the death of the entire system that is okay. around it yep. at the moment. Okay, I do think that things need to shift. Brands yep. don't get engagement. Influencers yeah. don't we get say any that engagement. All the time. Yeah, everyone is just sitting on this platform, going, we're all stagnant. Mm-hmm. So something does need to shift. Yeah. So the it's like. It's like almost just like the whole, you know, influences the term that I apply to the whole industry. Ecosystem. of Yeah, ecosystem yeah. of how it's all working.
1: Yeah.
2: It's like people are do, people are trying things on to get, you know, organic growth, but it's not organic growth because they're trying different things on because their organic way of being is not working. And yeah. so it's just a very strange time yeah. on Instagram mainly. I know TikTok I think is just a similar beast. It's just running more a few years behind Instagram mm-hmm. in that growth so it's growing more but it's the same thing it's just you know the alignment between a brand and a, and a person to market their brand the 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 it's like it's a it's a gray area of to like who's going to match with who and mm-hmm. do you go out and like there's no system in place yeah. for it at the moment
1: we often talk about we've been talking about this year about influences and stuff like that and it is changing there's yeah. a lot of Micro influencers that are working really, really well. So, thinking girls between 5,000 to 50,000 followers, but also now they're introducing a lot of affiliate programs. So, I get sent a lot of emails hey, we'd love to send you a gift. Sorry, we don't have a budget, but we can give you an affiliate code where you earn 10% off each sale. So, that's becoming now, and we've got a tech company, and part of the tech company um, is a platform kind of like like to know it. So where the influencer yeah, yeah, will yeah. earn 10%. Yeah. I feel like that's also where it's going because a lot of brands don't have budget.
2: They don't have budget. And yeah. And I think people that go into the space on the other side are trying to earn an income. Yeah. Mm. You know, they're looking at this as like their own, you know, job.
1: Yeah. Which we all have to pay bills. So I understand. Yeah. But it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. But from a brand's perspective, you're not getting the return on investment anymore. Yeah. Really
2: I hard. just think the sentiment of the whole space kind of stinks at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's trying to work out different ways to make money, to spend money, to spend less money, to make more money, mm. whatever it is. And it's like, for me, I just look at it as an outsider and go, it's not working. Mm. Mm.
0: Even as a consumer of social media, whenever you, you see an ad, you're like, fuck, I know it's an ad. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh
2: my god. And I and I respect the people that do it because you have to, right? Yeah. Like it's a business and pay, all of that. But as a consumer and as a brand deciding what to do, it's all feels like the Wild West now. Mm. But the Wild West with like literally no return for mm. anyone. And so it's like Everyone's kind of like, well, let's try this and let's try that, and I think a lot of it's just the sentiment around the fact that it's still not considered a viable marketing Mm. tool, really. Yeah, society, like as a whole, is still like, "Mm." yeah, like truly, like everyone's like, fucking, like you, yeah, like you know, even I'm like, I'm not an influencer because I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be labeled as that, Mm. so I'm part of the problem too, because Mm. it's like, why won't we accept this is a A valid marketing? you know why like why are we all like no more you know it's like it needs to and i think there's you know every other like there's regulatory boards for all of this stuff there is nothing for instagram still like it doesn't like yes you could you have to say ad and but it's all online. There's a lot so, of new things
1: coming in now. Even when you get gifted, we have to claim that on our tax. So if you get gifted a Louis Vuitton bag at mm, 10000 you have to claim that as income yeah. now. So they're getting very, like, they're regulating things. And that's things. good.
2: That's really good. I know it probably seems a bit scary at the start because you yeah. like, oh, shit. But that's the first step into making yeah. this a very strong, this is not going anywhere. It's a like People job. are just like, no, and this is because I do a part two of this podcast. Yeah. So the part two is on Death of the Influencer. And it's literally saying that, things need to shift, mm-hmm. that there needs to be more regulations, there needs to be more acceptance of the entire industry, yeah. which will come. It's still a relatively new industry. Yeah. Like it was, it's 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. It's 10 years. And at the start when we, you know, it was like bloggers moved on to the platform of social media on your phone and it was like, this is lovely. Yeah. This is lovely. Yeah. You know what? It, it was, was probably, so simple. Yeah.
1: It was probably less than 10 years though before – Influencers started
2: making actually money well, yeah, because be they were just gifted. gifted. It so it's that. probably
1: definitely, I would say maybe like seven, eight mm-hmm.
2: years. Yeah. The best of the best were being paid back yeah. when we started. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a, a business mm, model for yeah. people. It wasn't a viable business yeah. model for mm. everyone the way that it is. And it's just going to take time. Yeah. So I guess it's going to take time, but I'm also like there are things that can be done to improve the space. Like i got a I can, question.
1: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if you had a business now, just say you had Triangle now. Yeah. What would you do in regards to marketing if you had to include
2: influencers? I would, you know, and this is probably just like a real pie in the sky kind yeah. of I- idea, but I would, be u- I would be doing offline marketing mm-hmm. and then using that to talk online. So, so
1: you wouldn't use influencers? Or I, would? You would
2: but you'd take it into a real you'd take it back to the old school marketing mm-hmm. kind of way of being and someone sent me Justin Hems is doing a real offline marketing push for his restaurants. Oh wow. Different mm-hmm. industry yeah. but like ha- he's got guys walking around in Sydney with sandwich boards and like got like yeah, flyers right. up on the oh, yeah, that's you good know idea. on yeah. poles and it's really cool, mm-hmm. and I you can use that to drive. We, as long as it's got integrity, yeah. You can use that stuff to drive, you know. And not I'm not just talking events because, like, if I see another fucking <laughs> event with the same people, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> They're all the same, you know. Yeah. And I held one last year for the launch of whatever I was doing mm-hmm. back then. It was such a waste of money and time, but I needed to do it because I needed to learn as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was great. It was an amazing and lovely and beautiful, but it was just like another event. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I'm not talking about those. I feel like we can do better, you know. It's like everyone just does these things in all these spaces now because they don't know what else to do and everyone does it this way so let's just do it that way because it's safe.
0: Mm -hmm. Think differently. Yeah. There's enough
2: to do and a lot of it's actually not even thinking new. You just go back to the old old shit that was done before social media. People don't remember that marketing has been around for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. And there were ways to do it before yeah. in cheap ways. It's like people are like, "Oh, but that's billboard. It's like not ev- and magazines. It's like not everyone did that cuz I'm not yeah, everyone true. could afford it. Yeah. There are other ways.
1: There's a lot of brands um I'm on TikTok a lot cuz I do it for research. And I actually use TikTok for like as a Google um search engine. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of brands actually doing something clever at the moment. So there's a lot of warehouse sales happening in mm-hmm. Melbourne, like called the Beckham Bridge, whatever. Yeah. They're actually going down with samples. So Gem Toothpaste did it and uh, another, maybe Barley Body. And they're going down because there's hundreds of girls in the line. And they're going down and giving out samples. Oh, and like, they're putting I love it on- that. Yeah. So, I'm such a yeah, sample advocate. Gem Remember when they all disappeared
2: in COVID yes. and it was like, oh, <laughs> why is no one and handing then, shit out yeah, anymore? They're literally going
1: down <laughs> and they're getting so much traction because all these girls are lining up, like Genius. hundreds of girls. Yeah. Tully, can I give her, um what you were going to do at the start of the year? Oh it was, yeah. It was brilliant. It was a smart idea, but I left it to the really last late. minute. So I had this idea. Um, uh, obviously, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of girls waiting at the Harry Styles concert. Yes. So on the day, I was like, "Fuck, Sarah, I've got the most genius idea, but we don't have time." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "This is fucked." So I was, we, I was like, "Why don't we print off 20% vouchers for Lu and go down all the lines? Because there was hundreds of girls lining Perfect. up and yeah. just give them out." And Sarah yeah. like, it's fucking brilliant. But do we have time to go print? I'm like, no. It was literally like two hours before. Oh. And I was like, that's what they're the kind of things that we need to start
2: doing because the girls are gonna be like,
1: Oh, what's this active? Mm. And everyone loves a discount. So I'm like,
2: everyone loves a discount. Everyone loves a face to face interaction. Yeah. We're like all so over. It's like everyone works from home and now people are coming back to the offices and like connection is what we're Mm -hmm. trying to seek. So finding ways to do that online and take that into offline. Yeah. And appeal to your customers too. That's why events annoy me a lot because they're not for the customer. Mm. They're for the same people that go to these things over Mm -hmm. and over again or the influencers that go over and over again. And it's like it's just so boring and the customer just feels more alienated than ever. You know, that's so. I I, I I feel like people must feel left out, like not included. And why would you when they're the ones that you want to buy the product? Anyway, why are you trying to create a negative experience for them? It blows my mind. Like that's why I find the influencer thing, it's like, that's why I have an issue with it in that way. Yeah. It's probably, to be honest, it's really not directed at the individuals influencing because that they've got they're doing yeah. what they're doing. It's the brands who have the they're the ones with the responsibility to do better, yeah.
1: do more. Yeah,
2: you know,
0: you have such an amazing knowledge in this field, and you've had like you've got the blueprint to success.
2: Yeah, why haven't you done another brand? Again? <laughs> uh. Because I'm waiting, you know. Yeah. There's there's I'm working on things. Great. But it's more, I don't know if it'll be product, I think it'd be more service, yeah. service-based. Um, but I'm ready now to do something. And love- something, like more than one thing. It just yeah. took me a really long time to get my head around it. And, you know, swimwear was never anything I was interested in anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like how would I apply what I know now? Because it's different to then, to a totally different time. But I've done so many podcasts and interviews and panels and I'm really refining what it was that I did that I loved that Mm -hmm. I could maybe replicate now into something else. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of getting there a little bit more every day. But we'll see, you know, Mm because it's like it's a lot to start a business at 38 with four children (laughs) when I know the amount of commitment it takes versus 27 when you've got nothing. It's like I'll work work 20-hour days, you know, like. Whatever, I'm going to sleep. I'm fine. It was like it's a different time. Yeah, but I'm re- like I'm definitely ready because mm-hmm. and it'll be in a way where I am sharing this as opposed to holding it for my own benefit. I yep. guess mm-hmm. combo. Of when commentary. will your book
1: come out? End of September. Was it hard to write?
2: Yes and no. Yep. It was at times. It was very cathartic mm-hmm. and very, very. It was a very healing process because it was sort of a lot of acknowledgement of going. Fuck, like that's – what we did was insane. Mm-hmm. And then the honesty of kind of how much I was struggling during mm-hmm. it and going, God, that's crazy. They were living together, you know, like really like self-harming kind of stuff mm-hmm. literally alongside really fun shit that was yeah. happening. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, wow, that happened in the same bloody day. Yeah, You know, like someone amazing wearing triangle that gave us like hundreds of sales and at the same time, you know, I had this massive meltdown about God knows what and so it was like that's just the, that's just kind of the beauty and the chaos of life too, mm-hmm. is that you, you know, these things happen at the same mm. time. It's like, you know, so it was. It was a good experience. Yeah. I actually sent it to Craig to read oh wow yeah which is very stressful because (laughs) you know it's a it's a memoir so it's like totally bearing all and he he's only read half of it so I think he's like hopefully the second half doesn't (laughs) the first half he was he's you know he said thank you for writing something like this it's been really amazing to relive it and you've written it in such an honest way like we should be really proud of what we've done and I was like oh fuck that's cool like that was I was like because he's you know, we went through so much together and I tried to tell the story so honestly mm-hmm. and I was nervous about him reading it because, you know, we kind of have to have him sign it off of course, for legal yeah. reasons. We don't want a lawsuit thrown at us. Even yeah. though Craig and I get along very well, it's going to be late if I put a book out and then he's like, I didn't like that. And I'm like, well, so it's out. out in the world. Yeah. So, so it's always good. It's been it's, – I still can't believe I wrote – I mean, I wrote the whole thing. Fuck. No ghostwriter. No. Wow, it's in copy editing at the moment, so they'll put, they'll make like little changes. Obviously, yeah, yeah and get the flow right. But yeah, I wrote every word. Wow. Yeah. How do
1: you celebrate wins now?
2: That one is probably I will celebrate that. Yeah. I think everything else, I'm already on to the next thing, so I probably don't sit. I say because I'm so like I savor all those little moments mm-hmm. every day. That when the big things happen, I'm kind of like yeah, whatever. Like because mm. all these other moments are full of joy anyway. Yeah. Mm. But the book, I'm pretty. Like when I, I th- you know, I, I imagine, you know, I, obviously because I get married next month, mm-hmm. I that's exciting. I feel like the book will be on that level of yeah. like once I have it in my hands and I, yeah. it's like that's really going to, I think, land. is like, wow. It's crazy. It's yeah. huge. At yeah. 2070,
1: would you have seen yourself <laughs> being an author?
2: No. Crazy. No. I mean, I used to love writing, so I always thought that, You know, maybe I would be a writer, Mm -hmm. but I kind of had that thing of, like, what would I write about? Yeah. Why a book? What inspired you to start a book? Did someone come to you? Uh, It was always something that when I would tell stories, people would say, you You have to write write a a book. book. And I was like, You know, it was kind of like the same thing. People were like, you have to start a podcast, you have to Mm -hmm. write a book. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And then when I sat with, I had a publicist for a while who was amazing, and she said, you need to write a book. Like, Mm. this is a great story. It has to be put into words and so I was like classic me act now think <laughs> later why not got a book deal you know pretty quickly although a few houses said no one of them actually was like no one will be interested in Aaron Deering and I was Whoa. like I, it was sorry yeah. I was like I actually am like thank you because I needed yeah. that yeah I needed that fuel to be like that's like oh, the ego like sure it is yeah. and then you're like no this is good this yeah because
0: I needed that fuel yeah that J-Lo saying from the awards season at the start of the year, it's like for
2: everyone who said I can't, this is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you get those people. like yeah. that's, People don't believe in you. Why? Like they don't have to. Mm. It's great. It's like the biggest blessing to have a naysayer. Yeah. Because they're going to drive you. They're going to mm. make you have that go, I do believe in myself. Mm. So that's what she did. So
0: Before we wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, for people that don't know, Tully and I have an active wear brand, Tully yes, Lou. Yes. You are quite vocal on. <laughs> you are on the hunt for the perfect yes. black legging.
2: I have yours. Uh, they're in there. They're in there. They're in there. I have two pairs. Of the there. wide waistband and the compression, or I've got the Elastic. wide waist, the wide yeah. waistband. Yeah, that's what I like. I okay. Always do the wide waistband. I was going to say go higher. Because yes. yes. I'm tall, so I need a high, high waist. What do you <laughs> so look long for? legs? What do you look Super. for in a legging? Thing. Super high waist, no seam in the middle. So like, okay. we have a seam. We
1: had to yeah. add a. We had a. I we, know it's hard we, to. Yeah, do. we didn't have a seam at the start, and but we then, loved them. Yeah, but then we we're having trouble with the last, just the construction of the legging. We have yes. to bring it back.
2: Yeah. Well, it's that's the thing. It's the no seam and but the super high waist. Because yep. You can have a seam if the waist is high enough. Yeah. But yep. on me, if I have a seam and the waist isn't super high, oh, they get call it super toe. high. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. got to yeah. be get for that. me. It's like a 12 and a half inch waist or higher. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's what I look for.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm you like your. Tell Your
2: product. I'm forever looking at inside like the weight forever yeah. on everything she's Jeans, like front hands, rise back rise yeah. yeah 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 love that and that you, i mean your compression level's perfect mm. it's like compression without being constricting like i had a pair of um and i wore them for a while linda or oh, lndr yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah they are like they're Literally, tight. They, aren't they are so compression. Yeah, they wow. are hardcore. I used to wear them when I did hot Pilates because they do not budge. Yeah, I wouldn't right. be able to move. <laughs> no, they're like insane. Yeah. I like I I put them on like six months ago. Even I think it was after I had like my baby, like my last two babies. Yeah. I was like, I can't wear those again. And you yeah. just feel really like you can't breathe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. But they are hardcore compression. So you guys have the perfect. Soft compression,
1: like buttery, people yes, say butter, yeah, nice. yeah. It's so nice, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just yeah. gonna take out the perfect length. <laughs>
2: They oh the <laughs> <big Legging. Legging. laughs> You're doing a series on activewear or how to style active wear. Have you already done uh, that? that? Yeah, I did a little, I did a um, I did a little mini on yeah. that. I think it comes out next week or the week after next, okay. which is just kind of like And it was painful for you. It was like, look, yeah, I don't wear active. Although I put together some really good outfits yeah. and I was like, I might change my bloody story yeah. yeah. Maybe weekends will be for active. Wear. Yeah. I'll do track pants over leggings. Like leggings come off. Yeah. After I work yeah. out okay. and then I put track pants on as my, like, lazy yeah. Outfit. outfit. Yeah, yeah. we but love that. But leggings are cute. If you've got the right leggings and you just got to style them, it's all proportions Yeah, mm-hmm. with leggings. Like, to take them from daggy to cool is proportions. Yeah.
1: I just think, like, for me, like, an oversized, like, blazer, leggings and some nice... Chunky sneakers. I'm like done. Done. Like yeah. shake, done. Coat.
2: Yeah. Hat, sunglasses, jewelry. Yeah. Like the, you know, little things that yeah. just like elevate it. Yeah. Simple things that take it from, even for me, it's like tucking the sweater into the top and yeah. the side mm-hmm, of the. Mm-hmm. So it's like, because I've got the like high waist. So yeah. that's a good cinched-in look for me. Yeah. Like also that, like super that.
1: oversized. Like I only buy like guy sweaters. So yes. I'm like, it has to be super oversized. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. like,
2: just comfy yeah yeah anyway exactly. Ariel, it was so
1: good to have you on where can people thank find you. you uh
2: well on instagram yeah <laughs> uh and i do have my podcast so yeah that comes out every monday and then i do a little 10 15 minute mini which is usually on fashion yeah that's my little like joy i mm-hmm. just love filming that yeah it gives me an excuse to put together great outfits yeah cute um but yeah instagram and then my book which comes out later this year oh my god how exciting I can't wait, can't wait I to wait. read
1: it Ooh. thank you so much for coming on Chris. Conversations. Yes. thank you